going on everybody this is austin with the cross gen productions podcast brought to you by cross gen productions we have been on a series and this is the last episode we are wrapping it up it has been entitled the cost anointing and pentecost i wanted to first of all let's get a little review going here about what we've been talking about the first one podcast we did that is we laid the foundation we discussed pastor david wilkerson and his sermons the cost of a fresh anointing and a call to anguish we begin to lay the foundation of what anointing is what holiness is what um what pentecost is and we begin to talk about some of the things that will follow a deep anointed full walk with god and pentecost the first was a heart that is burdened and in anguish we begin to talk about repentance and a constant pursuit of holiness that is holiness can only really come through jesus christ and what he did because of his perfection and because of his sacrifice on the cross we begin to talk about um a long time with god and seeking God and this last one with or these last two should I say which is fullness of the Holy Spirit and surrendering to God's will I'm actually gonna switch these two we're gonna talk about surrender to God's will first and then the Holy Spirit now I'll explain why here in a little bit let's talk about God's will there are many scriptures we can learn about God's will but the things we must understand we must be at the center of God's will Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This will be the foundational verse of this. It is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Matthew 6, 10 says, when Jesus was, This was when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray. He said, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hebrews 10, 36 says you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Being at the center of God's will or surrendering to God's will essentially says, I don't know what's best for my life, but God does. It really is a simple trust and faith that when we pray for our situation and direction, that God will not steer us wrong. How can we be confident of this? Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, I have put this to the test in my own life many a times. And, and speaking in light of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Whether it be school, whether it be relationship, whether that be um, job, anything. Basically, and, and I'm going to kind of 
I'm gonna... What's the word I'm looking for? Let's kind of go through this Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and, and I'm going to kind of explain. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. As I said, that's basically saying, I don't know what's best for my life. I, I don't know what direction is best. I don't know the way that the Lord wants me to go. In all your ways, submit to Him. It's saying, God, you know. You know my end from my beginning. You know what path is best for me. And I am putting that situation in your hands and says, and he will make your path straight. I've seen many, many, many of times in finances, relationship, job, school, every part of my life. It's unreal. By just saying, by talking to God, hey, I trust you. I don't know what's best. I don't know which way to go. Please show me and direct my path. I've seen him open doors, close doors do crazy things. I'm telling you, he will. If you just trust him, that is being at the center of God's will, saying, I don't know what's best for me. He knows what's best for me. And I'm going to trust that he's working all this out. He's working all things together for the good for me. And God not only wants what's best for us, he knows what's best for us. We must surrender to him and his will to receive the fullness of what he has for us. But to conclude this podcast series, and I want to talk about our last point, but it's the most important. That is the Holy Spirit. The third one in the Trinity. We can find power, find the power and anointing of God through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was what Pentecost was all about. Pentecost was literally what happened in Acts 2. But first, let's go back and listen to what Jesus was telling his disciples in Luke 24, 49. So he said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. In John 16, 5 and 15, again, Jesus said, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment of sin. Because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit came as a guide to empower, to teach, to help, to fulfill us, intercede for us, and way more. As I said, Acts 2. Acts 2, 1 and 4 says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Now let's stop right there and talk a minute. A lot of people believe that being filled or what we in the Pentecostal culture call baptism of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people read this in the scripture and believe that that was for them and not for us. I beg to differ. Now, people can't speak on things that they haven't necessarily experienced but what they have experienced. And so I'm going to step out on a limb here. I don't normally talk about these things, but I'm going to because it is necessary. I've told you before, I'm Pentecostal. That's my belief. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. I've experienced it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I remember when I was praying to God that he would fill me with the Holy Spirit and that I would just experience those, that fullness of Pentecost. I remember I was I was really young. I couldn't tell you how young I, I was it, but it was it's been a long time ago. And there was this revival going on at my church, and this evangelist uh, I, I can't remember who it was, but I remember when they gave the altar call, and my buddy. And a bunch of other people went up to pray. I don't remember what the altar call was about, but I seen my buddy up there and I was like, well, I'm going to go up there and pray for my buddy. So as I was praying for my buddy, I had just, you know, been asking God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, fill me, fill me, fill me, you know, just really sincere about it. And really just like asking him all the time, please fill me with the Holy Spirit. And as I was praying for my buddy, God answered my prayer. And the Holy Spirit come upon me and I began speaking in tongues and it was it was an incredible experience. I felt like if you've experienced it, it's hard to explain. You know, you just feel electricity. You get you just you just have this feeling that's just amazing. And I'll never forget it ever. And I've never been the same. I will tell you this, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You will never be the same. Ever. 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 You will never be the same. I feel like that's a lot of what we're missing as the church today is that Holy Spirit fire and anointing. And it's just, I'm telling you, you'll never be the same. But, I mean, here's another interesting part about speaking in tongues and, and this nature. I'm, I'm going to speak directly to this a minute because some people have a misunderstanding. If you go on to read in that Acts 2, and as I said in verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, and the Spirit gave them the utterance. You begin to see that the Holy Spirit began to speak in other languages, and they began to tell about basically the things of God and of the gospel to all these people that were there in Jerusalem at the time. And... Well, let me let me read this. First Corinthians six nine six nineteen says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, 
whom you have from God, and you are not your own. But here's where I wanted to get to right here. Romans 8.26 says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. I've had this experience as, this experience as well. Psalms 34.18 says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and, su- and save such as have a contrite spirit. I remember I was going through a really rough time and dark time, and the only person that knows about it is my wife. And she wasn't even my wife at the time. We went to cookout, and I began to share some things with her about some things I'd been dealing with or dealt with, and she was just very full of grace and mercy and just, you know, completely there for me. And I just, I was I was broken. I, man, I was so broken. And, and she was in her car, and I was standing outside of her window of her car, and I just asked her. I mean, I didn't I didn't even know what to say or do. It's just I shared these things and I was just in a place just so broken and just I didn't I didn't know what to say or what to do or what to even pray and I just asked her to begin praying with me and as I began you know praying with her, the Holy Spirit began to move in me and and just come alive in me and I began speaking in tongues and that's what the, that's what that Romans 8:28 or Romans 8:26 verse means about he intercedes for us through wordless groans. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will intercede for us and and his spirit joins with our spirit and he will begin to speak to God and 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 there's a connection there. And I know it probably sounds crazy if you've never heard it, but it is it's the truth. Those who are believers may have a better understanding of this than those who aren't believers. If you read 1 Corinthians 14, that entire chapter, and I'm going to touch on the very first part of it, just but for time's sake, I highly encourage you to go and read that full chapter to have a better understanding of tongue, uh, speaking in tongues through the power of the Holy Spirit. But let's let's start with... 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, and we'll probably stop around verse 5. It says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. That's kind of what I was speaking on. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation. And comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Like I said, you know, as as the Holy Spirit began to speak through me, I was speaking to God, and, and He was helping and interceding for me. But he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. So. The Holy Spirit really, if if you are not completely full filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're missing out, I'm telling you, because that is the climactic thing to receive that anointing and power of Pentecost in God is through the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 20 and tw- or 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. As I said earlier, the Holy Spirit has come to be a guide, to empower, to teach, to help, to fill us, to intercede for us. To You know, we read earlier in the scripture how it talked about, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe. You know, he, he brings conviction. And the Holy Spirit is just an incredible, he is just an incredible person that, and here's another thing that we must understand, the Holy Spirit isn't just some thing or whatever, he is, he is the third person in the Trinity, it is an actual somebody, it isn't a something, it's a somebody. And I highly encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to come and be a part of your life. We, we, we sing songs like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. But as I begin to wrap this up, this series, this has kind of been a long series. I, I'm not used to doing um, three-part or even two-part series, but... That, I believe, through scripture and through prayer and study, what I believe we can do to receive that fullness and power of Pentecost and anointing. A heart that is burdened and in anguish. Go back and listen to the first podcast. Repentance and a constant pursuit of holiness and a long time with God, seeking God. Listen to the second one. Complete surrender to His will and fullness of the Holy Spirit. Those are the things that we need to experience anointing and Pentecost. That is the cost. Those are the things that we must seek that I believe that we can find a fullness of anointing and Pentecost. God, I thank you, Lord, for this study that we have done. I thank you for this series, God, that... We have learned the things that we can do and, and the steps that we can take to find this anointing and, and power and, and just fullness in you, God. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, just to receive this, God. I need this as much as I know whoever's listening to this needs this. It's not by accident that they have listened to this series or been following this series, God. You have a special thing that you want to do in each of our lives, and I pray that you would do it. God, do this in us. Help us and just have your way in our lives, God, and help us to surrender to your will. Fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit and with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, thank you for being a part of this series. There are many more podcasts to come as God directs and begins to lay those things on my heart. Go check out Real Talk with Big John. You can also find his podcast on crossgenproductions.com and anywhere where podcasts are available. Here within the next couple weeks, me and John are going to get together for a joint podcast. You don't want to miss it. I will give you more information as that becomes available. But you guys have a wonderful week. And let's begin to, if you haven't already, Let's begin to walk into these things and these steps to find that anointing and power of Pentecost in God. Hope you guys have a great week.